Welcome to the Mastering Fulfillment Podcast, where we focus on bridging success with fulfillment in your personal, business, and spiritual life. And now your hosts, Scott Berry and Joshua Wenner. Hello and welcome back to the Mastering Fulfillment Podcast. In part three of our series, Mastering Freedom, today we dive a little bit deeper into freedom in relationships. One thing that is apparent, um, not only in my own life, but um, you know, I see this all the time in my clients, and it's just something that has come up again and again and again, and you've seen this in movies, and you've seen this uh, in TV shows, and it's this feeling of freedom that we have in relationships. And you you know, you'll see this the the stereotypes of, you know, it's always the men that have cold feet, even women have cold feet. It's this whole idea of I'm going to lose freedom when I enter a relationship. And so, you know, this is a really big thing is how do we feel free in a relationship. And, you know, I, I can only speak from personal experiences that, you know, ever since I got with Michelle, that I feel more free than I ever have in my life, whether I was single or not single. And, you know, this doesn't necessarily mean, uh, you know, free to go out and, you know, go hook up with other girls. It's nothing like that. It's all about, do I feel like I have freedom to do the things that move me on a, on a soul level, on a passionate level to feel like I have the freedom and not only the freedom to do it, but the support and the backing and the container, if you will, that she provides that we create as a marriage in this entity that I feel more free to, to do all of these um, things in my life. You know, like, you know, I was with her and I started my practice and, you know, I, I uh, lived in Costa Rica for three months because I always wanted to learn Spanish and I was struggling learning it uh, at night school. And so I was like, I just have to go there and immerse myself. And, you know, I was even, I was, teetering of like, Oh, should I go? And I feel like I'm kind of old to do that. You know, I was in my late thirties. I'm like, you know, you know, who goes to, you know, goes to Costa Rica in their late thirties lives with a family and then goes to school to uh, learn Spanish. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm literally surrounded by like 20 year olds and she's like, do it. Absolutely do it. And so that helps me feel a little bit more free. And so, you know, I'd like to dive just a little bit deeper um, you know, I can more than happy to share my experiences. And then Josh, if you want to share about, you know, what you would consider feeling free in, in a relationship. But I mean, I feel like there's a, a few different dynamics in this. And, and, you know, one of them is to be able to feel like you're, you're free to explore these other passions that you have in the relationship. Um, part of this is feeling like you have your own personal space and time in a relationship. And I think that's where this whole notion of, uh, you know, Hollywood context of, you know, men never wanting to get married and feeling like it's a ball and chain and, you know, feeling like, you know, it's their last, they're going to have this whole idea of having a bachelor party. It's like, you got to have one big hurrah because it's the end of your freedom days. Right. Um, and then the other side is sexually, 
you know, do you feel like you're sexually free in the relationship? And that's not to like go out and do whatever you need to do with other people. Although there is that aspect of, of having openness, but it's more about being able to feel like you can express who you are as a sexual being to your significant other. That may be uh, bringing in other people into the relationships that may be saying, um, you know, I'm, I just don't have that high of a sex drive. I find you attractive, but if I had sex once every two weeks, I feel complete. And on the flip side saying, well, you know, that doesn't work for me. I feel like I need more or I need this type of sex or whatever it happens to be. Um, you know, do you feel free to at least express yourself and to be heard in your relationship? Um, and, you know, and then I, I feel like the third one, and, and let me know if you feel like I'm, I'm possibly missing something, is do you feel free to really speak your authentic self to your partner? Um, and I think that's a really big one. And from what, what I have seen is that uh, the vast majority of couples that have been in long-term relationships may have happy relationships, but they don't necessarily feel free in all these areas. So there's, there, there's pieces of, of the relationship where they don't feel free. And so, um, you know, I thought maybe might be a really nice time to maybe tackle a little bit about or maybe discuss some of those ideas um, about where, where people kind of come into conflict on that and, and then maybe some, some tips and, and, and some feedback on that. Um, I think it's a great idea. I love yeah. those areas. Uh, I think we dive in and talk through it because I know that's been some of my my challenges is, is just what you mentioned I think you're right on the same pulse is like the the financial is a big deal um, to really feel or not excuse me not financial uh, to me it's a really big deal to feel the sexual uh, freedom that you can explore and uh, that's a line between the two partners I think from both both sides um, you know um, and not from uh, go play with other partners for some people maybe play with other partners or just explore each other and experience those sides. Uh, so I would totally agree with, with, with that one. And I, I liked how you said the space, some partners need the freedom to have space and their own separate time. Some partners don't like space <laughs> and no. they, they actually enjoy spending every moment together. So I think having that dialed in is super critical. Um, I think the financial conversation is important in relationship. Um, what it looks like, cause some people don't feel complete unless they have a certain amount of money or assets or significance. So they're kind of unfulfilled yeah. from a freedom because one partner maybe values the family and spending quality time. And the other one's like, we don't have enough money and you need to be working harder. So I think that's a values thing sometimes where somebody really values like moments and special time with family. I've just seen it with some of the men where their spouse is like really wanting more money and more you know freedom from that level. Um, and then I think there's also the, um, how you're emotionally supported, you know, uh, what you've talked about. So yeah. I think, yeah, I think this is a really yeah. interesting subject. Uh, what's your thoughts on diving into the conversation around it? And uh, yeah, so, so here's my thought process. I'd love to uh, take each one of these and um, I'd love to almost uh, ask you a few questions and almost interview you and get your feedback since I know that you are, cultivating, um, maybe not actively seeking, but ultimately, ultimately, uh, want to cultivate a relationship where you feel free. I know that's really important to you. And so, um, maybe we can, maybe we can dive into that a little bit, explore the topics. And then, um, I'd love to ask you a couple questions, 
uh, about your definition of that because you know that could be really important. So why don't we start with the the financial side? Um, so here's here's the here is a good example of a of a friend that I have where they've been together for a while and um, not married, but you know together for for quite a while, quite a few years. And, you know, the conversation has come up about children and, you know, they aren't, aren't spring chickens. And so there is a, there is the factor of the quote unquote biological clock and, and, and kind of take that with what you will, but um, I'm, I'm sure you can kind of imagine what that means. And there is a kind of uh, uh, not necessarily a number, but an amount or a a certain type of uh, income and bank account number that um, at least he feels that he has to have before he could even entertain the full discussion about uh, moving forward into family, even though they both have talked about the possibility of family, it's hard for him to even have that discussion when he doesn't feel like he's financially free in the relationship. Um, whereas her side is more of the context of like, you know what? It's not like we're making 10 grand a year We're we're actually okay. We may not be at the level that we want to be, but I would love to consider a different question on, okay, so if we were to make this work, what would that look like? And it's, it's hard for him to even think about that because he doesn't have this feeling of being financially free because for him, it's a set number of like, wow, well, we can't even think about buying a house or you know even trying to raise a kid if we don't have that much money. And so I know that can be uh, very, very constricting for a lot of people. And so as you are possibly looking to bring in your mate or your significant other, do you have a certain context of um, what you would need to feel like in, in a relation to feel financially free? You know, what would you guys need to feel, uh, what would you guys need to be at in terms of a couple? And, and what would you need personally in order for you to be financially free? And then um, I guess the the top level, the top layer of that question would be, do you feel like you have to have a certain amount of income right now or a certain bank account level before you can even start looking to bring in a partner to share your life with? Question. And I think everybody's a little bit different in how they um, process it. Uh, for me personally, I have a, a similar thing where I, I mean, I'm in a little one bedroom which is great for me and my cat. Uh, and I could actually probably fit a partner in here if I had to. Uh, it wouldn't be the ideal situation, um, but definitely not for family. Uh, what I would want to create for family. Uh, I definitely want a little bit more space and um, I want a house and a yard. and I just want a little bit more um, groundedness um, is a vision I've had. And um, so I've also seen a number of friends with children and, uh, I definitely want children by the way. And I'm also the more, the older I get, it doesn't matter if they're my children. It doesn't matter if, um, I meet somebody and she has uh, a child. 
um, or we adopt. So I'm, I'm actually at the place in my life where I am, I know I'm supposed to be a father and I'm kind of okay. I, there's a lot of kids that need love in the world. So I'm actually, uh, I didn't, I didn't ever think if you'd asked me this even a couple years ago, I would have said no way, but it's just where I'm at now. I, I know I'm supposed to be a father. And I think part of it was my cat. So kind of a tangent, but like, here's this cat that wasn't mine. Didn't come from my womb, Oops. my seed. <laughs> speak of the devil <laughs> there she is again but uh but man i love her she's my daughter and um it just really opened me into like wow okay a child's a child and um so yeah that's so so that kind of answers that piece of of like i definitely want children i'm not attached to which it looks like um as long as it feels good to me is where i'm at um but i will say this um if i do have my own if it came from me, my own flesh and blood with the partner that I met and we had one together, um, I definitely would want a little bit more um, support. Um, I've seen friends that have had multiple children and just seen the, the stress that they went through and how it takes quite a bit of a toll on them and their relationship. Um, and I've had other friends that have a little bit more financial abundance and were able to like bring in somebody to help to the laundry and like uh, the one that I saw that I just was really impressed with how they did it is they both moved their businesses back home because they're ones, they're both successful at what they do. Um, so they both have careers, but neither of them wanted to give up the careers. So they both changed around their business models to be home. And then they would take turns during the day. So they each got time with the child while the other one worked. And then in the evening, they would actually have a nanny come in the evenings um, and at night. So they actually got to have dinners together and actually still build the relationship. Um, and they got sleep cause they needed to be, have sleep for the day. And the, the nanny would watch the, the child at night and laundry. So I've had other people that wouldn't maybe agree with it, but for me, to me, that sounds amazing where you get your sleep. So you're not so run down and you still build the relationship. Um, and, um, and I still, my, still myself building whatever I'm creating in the world and my partner. So to me, if I had my own meaning, if I went through those early, early stages where they need that type of support where it's like 24 seven in the beginning. Um, that is definitely my vision for it. If I happen to meet somebody who already has children um, and it's past that stage um, to me, it's important to make sure that I'm in the right neighborhood and the right space, if you will. So it feels like family, you know, to raise the children in. Um, so uh, whenever I could create that type of situation would, is what would be the deal. And I also, for me personally, like I want to, I want to coach kids in sports and like, I'm, 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 I want to be active, you know, like spending time. And so to me, when that chapter shows up in my life, um, if I can't do, um, I, so that's why I'm working. That's, I guess this is another brings up another reason. This is one of the reasons I'm like working so damn hard now is I'm wanting that life so bad where I can work 20 hours a week and spend the rest of the time with my family is really what I'd love. Um, if I had to wave a magic wand and that's the vision I'm building towards is that I'm around, I'm a father, I'm there. I'm not a workaholic, always gone. I'm actually with my family, coaching them, heavily involved, um, but also building business. So that's kind of the vision that I see for me. Is it a certain dollar amount? Um, to me, if it was the right partner and we could go wherever, maybe we would move somewhere else. Like I'm, I, I love LA, but in order to create it, I think number one, it has to be the right partner that I'm ready for that next chapter with. And number two, um, if it was like now and we felt it was now, and I could move somewhere else. If I could, I guess what I would say is if I, if, if it was, in, that's more important to me than other things. So if I could find another way to do it and yeah. still meet that outcome, 
meaning I move to a different city, I do something totally different outside the box, then I would do it. Um, if I couldn't, um, I don't think I, I wouldn't be ready until I could. Because to me, it is really important. I wouldn't want to have, I wouldn't want to be boxed in a shell feeling extra stressed and have things. I, I wouldn't want to be, I wouldn't want to repeat that energy, you know? Um, so on yeah. that question, that would be my answer to that. Yeah, absolutely. So it, I think what I'm, what I'm getting from you is it's not necessarily a dollar amount. And I, and I see a lot of people that get really fixated on a certain bank account size or uh, a certain yearly income, but it's more about having enough of the baseline fundamental financial uh, flow, well-being, freedom to be able to have a healthy lifestyle, um, a healthy dynamic in terms of having enough of your own free time, uh, having enough time that you're still being able to nurture the relationship, you know, that you're still being able to give um, energy to all these other pieces of your life, right? And, and maybe sometime because, you know, babies take up a lot of time, you know, they take up a lot of your energy. And if you could have some financial freedom to say, get some work to bring in a house cleaner once a week or twice a week, or, um, you know, whatever it happens to be that it doesn't have to look a certain way, but as long as it feeds, you know, the fulfillment and the, and the vitality of these other areas, it could, it could be in Bali, it could be in San Francisco, it could be in LA. It, it doesn't necessarily have to look a certain way, but it just has, I guess it has to like feel a certain way. Like it has to feel free, you know, in, in, in all these other areas and that, that those are the areas are, are, are nurtured. Yeah. I think you hit it on the nail on the head. Yeah. You know, it's more saying, um, what would the money give me? The money would give me to me, it's the next step. If I thought, okay, if I had a certain amount of money, what would I do? Oh, I'd have the time to spend quality time with the family. I would still spend time building the relationship. So it didn't become all about the kids and you lose the relationship. So to me, it's, it's, that's what it would bring is the freedom to spend quality time with me, spend quality time with the children, spend quality time building whatever I'm building because I'm always going to be able to building something and spending time continuing to build my partnership. Um, to me, that's and having a space that I feel safe for them because I'm super protective. That's the criteria. So to me, however I could get there, I would say, what would the money be used for? Well, how, can I find another way to do this? You know, and what's another way? Can I move somewhere? Can we do this? Can we do that? Like, how can we hit this outcome? And if I couldn't, then I would say, okay, well, let's build a plan to get there. You know, what do we got to do to get there? Do we have to move to Thailand? I mean, again, there's, when you're outside the box, you might say, man, we can move to Bali and live for like a king and queen for a thousand bucks a month and hit our goal. Let's, are you open to moving our life over there? You know what I mean? So again, to me, that's how I would brainstorm is if it was ready and it was ready now, like, can we find a way to meet that outcome um, where we can live that lifestyle to, to do it? And if we can't, great. And if we can't, then I wouldn't be ready. Right. Yep, absolutely. And I, I think, you know, that is, you know, if there's some really good feedback that can be really summed up in that is what I see so often and I have been my, you know, I, I've gotten caught in this in this crux many times is that, you know, having to think that it has to look a certain way and it has to have a certain dollar amount. And, and we, we supersede that in a way where we're not necessarily 
putting into play why it is that we need this much money. We get so fixated on the payout and we have to have this much. But if we can really keep reminding ourselves that it's not the money that we want and it's never the money ultimately that's going to set us free, but it's the energy in which all of the items and that the money is going to create, right? And just like you said, it's, if it's this and if it's this and, you know, if, um, you know, this feeling of being able to, you know, be able to provide for my child whenever they need. And, you know, if that works better in Las Vegas than it does in, than in LA, then, you know, then so be it. But ultimately it's, it's, it's the why of why you're doing the things that you're doing, uh, for the money. Why, you know, why are, <laughs> Sorry, I got a little tongue tied on that one, but you know, why is it that you're making the money to to ultimately do the things that the money is going to um, uh, help you with? You know, and that's uh, freedom and feeling like you can travel and safety and food and all of that. And 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 what I have found is that more often than not, it takes a lot less money ultimately than we need. Now. Does that mean we shouldn't be abundant and that we really shouldn't reach for the stars? Absolutely not. You know, it's like I, I, where I feel like is some of the ultimate freedom is when you can live an amazing life on pennies a day. And then all of a sudden you get a life where you're making multiple, multiple, multiple dollars a day. And it's just like, wow, all this is just a bonus as opposed to the flip side where you need this high dollar amount lifestyle just to feel like you're, you know, kind of breaking even on the fulfillment side and anything less than is causing you a little bit of anxiety. So I I think there is a really big thing where where you can just really feel like you're opening yourself up to a lot more freedom. Um, and, And the financial thing is, is pretty big, but if you just start to realize, okay, like, you know, ultimately what do we want? You know, we want freedom, connection, and all these other things. And, um, you know, this is the amount of money that we need. So I think that's a really important piece. Um, the other side is, um, you know, the emotional and the communication. Um, do you have any type of uh, expectations of the relationship or what would your ideal be in order for you to feel free in a relationship um, in that area of feeling emotionally free and free to communicate in the relationship? Like what would that look like for you? Like what would the right partner, what would that dynamic look like for you? Emotionally free. Like if you're in a relationship, how would you know that you were emotionally free in the relationship? Or how would you feel like you were free to express yourself in the relationship? Like how would you... Basically, how do you know you would feel free when you're in the relationship? Great question. So to me, I'm very communicative. So uh, the emotional connection is super important. So uh, when something comes up, what I do is I talk about it. So to me, I might have something come up and I'm very clear, of, of again, because I'm practicing the work of realizing it's my stuff or when something comes up. So the way I communicate it is, hey, this has nothing to do with you. Uh, I need to um, ask some questions uh, because something's coming up for me and I need to get a little bit more clarity. And uh, so I guess for me, when there's stuff coming up, if I already know going in, I have all this trauma from my past that we all do. 
and certain things trigger me, uh, especially when you're in partnership, it gets extra triggered. Then what I've learned to do is instead of projecting or blaming or creating drama or any of this other stuff, I learned to clear it by speaking into it and by asking questions. And, and I find that's when it vanishes. So to me, what would be emotionally fulfilling is somebody that I could communicate my triggers to with full responsibility that could hold space for me without taking it personal. Uh, and I find that's a really tricky, tricky slope because um, I find that then I'm in the past, I'll share this, things were used against me or um, because I shared something, then it becomes a big drama in the relationship. And it's like had nothing to do with them in the first place, but they made it about them. Um, and, or so one, the safety and to actually communicate transparently open radically with full disclosure that, Hey, this is my stuff and I want the safety to clear it. Uh, and then two, so to me, what it happens is there's nothing the partner has to do. They just have to show up and be present and hold space. Um, and so that I'm not reaching out to another friend or going outside the relationship to create false projections or like, I don't want any drama, you know? So to me, it's a way of protecting the relationship and, and bringing everything to them instead of going somewhere outside of it. And then the second thing, um, would, can I ask you something real quick? So just to clarify, would you say part of that is the freedom to feel like you can express yourself without being judged? Is that what you're talking about? It's, it's, um, it's almost like, um, how would I describe it? Um, it's, it's without being creating, it's without it being a drama about them. So I'll give you an example. Um, yeah, like I was just recently uh, talking with somebody and, and I share, I would notice something coming up for me and I shared it and then they got really triggered. Um, and so it was like, now they're really triggered about whatever we just talked about. And it was like, had nothing to do with them. It had to do with me and I was wanting to be connected and share. And um, so to me, I don't know if that's clear, if that's clear enough. Here's what I found is a lot of times it's in past, um, a lot of my relationships, it's always my fault. And then they punish me again and again and again and again and again. And they bring up things from my past and it's like, it happened like six months ago or a year ago and they still bring them up and I'm reliving something over and over and over again. And to me, that's like, so, um, it's like, I feel like when we're in partnership, something comes up for us to release and then it's gone and we move on to the next thing. So to me, not, you know, punishing me over and over again for something that happened that I cleared. Um, and also taking responsibility, I guess would be a big one, like taking full responsibility for their life as a whole person. Um, so there's no victim, there's no villain, there's that, that all energy has gone. There's meaning there's no blame that they did this to me. And there's no victim of them being the, the, the victim or the, um, the villain. So to me, when you remove all that energy, it's literally just two whole people sharing their experience and like, oh, I'm triggered because this happened from my past. It has nothing to do with you. This got triggered me. Or, oh, you, when you do this, this is my boundary. I need to create a little bit more space. But there's never a, a victim. There's just feelings being expressed and being heard. And so to me, it feels very supportive, very connective. Um, even though things can be intense and feel like pressure, it doesn't turn into like the blame game where I feel like, cause I, for me, because I don't, I like it to just move through it. I'll be like, let's get over this. And I usually end up taking full responsibility no matter what. 
And to me, it's been very rare that a partner will actually also take full responsibility. And when I've seen it, we move through things so, so fast. So to me, I guess if I had to narrow it down, that's probably the, the key is a partner that takes full responsibility emotionally for whatever the triggers are that I trigger them on have to do with them and honoring me the fact that I'm triggered because of them. And, and we have the safety to express that to, to each other and without taking that on. Right. So that to me, that's, I guess, if I had to define it, what that would look like. Yeah. I, you know, I have to say, cause, cause that hit home as you were talking that piece right there. And again, this is just a, this is just a personal share and, and everyone else, everybody, every relationship has their own definition on, you know, what feeling free emotionally and what, and just what feeling free in the relationship means to them. Uh, for me, it's exactly what you just described. And it's, it's one of the things that hasn't always been apparent in my relationships, but what I have with Michelle and actually what I've had with a few of my, my uh, past recent relationships, but the vast majority have not been like this is this in order for me to feel completely free in the relationship. One of the core principles we have is that we take accountability for each other's feelings. Now we may have some impact on them, but at the end of the day, I don't have, um, you know, I, I'm not in control of, of how someone feels. I may, I may have some influence on it, but at the same token, in order for me to feel free is that we have to take 100% complete responsibility for our own actions and feelings. And I know that's a, it's a very hard pill to swallow for a lot of people in a lot of relationships because, um, we, you know, uh, trauma and, um, you know, some betrayal and things like show up in the relationship. But what I have found is that with life, relationships are fucking tough and stuff trauma, trials, and tribulations are always going to be coming up in the relationship. And I cannot feel free in my own marriage if I feel like um, I'm going to be maybe constantly blamed for the way somebody feels. And so I know that sounds very harsh, but in order for me to feel completely free, it's like I have to know that they're going to take complete responsibility for their own feelings and actions in that we can always come from a place of talking through it without having to do this blame game. And I think when that comes into play, it's really hard to resolve a lot of the conflict. Now, that doesn't mean that maybe one person may be uh, responsible for some of the pain that's in the relationship, whether it's you know infidelity or whatever it happens to be. You know, that comes up all the time. You know, it's not always a, a 50-50, you know, he said, she said, and we just have a difference of opinion. A lot of times, yeah, there, there is some, you know, hard shit that one side did to the other. But what I have found is that the relationships and the marriages where each person takes full accountability for their own actions, thoughts, and feelings um, are the ones that tend to have the most free and the most dynamic marriages that I have personally ever seen. Um, now, again, this is not 
the only way to go is just my personal observation of what I've seen and what I've seen in my own life. But um, I know that having that in my relationship is one of the most paramount pieces in the relationship that truly makes me feel free in the relationship. Um, and it, it makes us uh, communicate and go through the very difficult conversations that, that tend to come up in a marriage. So, um, you know, I really love what you said because it is, it is really, really critical and it is a really hard one because it's something that we're just not taught. Um, you know, we're, we're taught to blame people and, um, what I've seen through long-term relationships and long-term marriages is resentment starts to build and it starts to layer and layer and layer and layer. And it gets to a point where unless you're doing some just incredibly, incredibly deep, hard, uncomfortable work, it's hard to, to have clear communication about uh, issues that come up without resentment coming into play about previous things, because that stuff starts to weigh on us very heavily. And this, you know, this whole idea of scapegoating ultimately um, only ends up hurting ourselves, not the people that we're actually scapegoating. And unfortunately the people that we love the most ultimately, you know, our significant other are, are the ones that, that tend to get hurt the most, you know, including ourselves. So um yeah, that's a that's a really big one, and that may not be on you know, like I said, on on everybody's list or, or even in their paradigm. But um, it is, at least in my opinion and in my life, it it has been one of the most freeing things. So I, I I completely hear what you're saying. And then what about on the the sexual side? How would you know that if you felt free sexually in your relationship? So stay tuned for part four of the Mastering Freedom series, Feeling Free in Your Sexuality. Are you ready to take your personal, relational, or business fulfillment to the next level? With one-on-one personal support, co-developed strategies, and accountability, Scott and Joshua have the tools, compassion, and years of experience helping people just like you live an extraordinary life. Visit masteringfulfillment.com for details. If you enjoyed this show, we would be so grateful if you left a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. This helps us out immensely. Thank you so much.